listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Paul R., Nick B., Black Cat, and Monica. and thanks for joining us on the 176th episode of Final Girls Horror Cast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And it's Listener Request Week yet again. Take three. Take three. Today we'll be discussing Deadly Friend as requested by James Peter Fox. Not his name. James Peter Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say Fox? James Peter Fox. James Peter Cox. <sighs> they both sound great. This is awful. Uh, and also, <laughs> uh, shocker, as requested by Sir Tommy B. He has been knighted, knighted. by the final girls. Yeah. Yes, he has. As a reminder, we uh, do tend to spoil movies here, so listen at your own risk. Both of today's films are available to rent online, so make sure you check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. That's right, we're doing a trailer trash talk, and today's trailer is The Rental... It has a July 24th release date in select theaters, drive-ins, and also online. It's written and directed by Dave Franco. It's his directorial debut for a feature-length film, Carly. Some Good for him. exciting things. It's also written by Joe Swanberg and Mike Dembski. The IMDb summary is two couples looking to celebrate their seed money from a new business venture embark on a weekend getaway to a seemingly perfect house booked online. But what begins as a festive weekend for the four, close friends, I can't talk, (laughs) turns into something far more sinister as secret... Talking is so hard today. It really is. Try that again. Uh, What begins as a festive weekend for the four close friends turns into something far more sinister as secrets they have kept from each other are exposed. Oh my goodness. So this is not what I was expecting. Because we've been looking forward to the rental. Carly, why have we been looking forward to the rental? Um, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. The man himself. <laughs> I mean, Allison Bree's in it too, and she's cool, but really, it's just all because of Dan Stevens. It's Dan Stevens. 100% Dan Stevens. Oh my God, yes. So, this isn't even really a trailer, but it is a sneak peek that was released this week. I didn't m- mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> um, sneak peek released this week. <laughs> But I follow Dan Stevens and Allison Brie on Instagram, and this popped up, and I got really excited because uh, I actually knew about this for like a year. Because I was like, "Holy shit, Dan Stevens is in another horror movie! I can't wait." Um, we need them at least once every two years. Don't know what this is going to be. This sneak peek is not exciting. I don't know why they would choose this to be the sneak peek because it's not exciting. <laughs> It's not exciting at all, but Dan Stevens is always exciting. I know, but so. we barely get to see him, although he That's is true. standing in a doorway yet again, which... Oh, God, just... Yep. Dan Stevens standing in a doorway <laughs> is very good memories for us final girls because of the um, guest. But, 
It's true. He is in the shadows, though. Like, let's step into that light a little. I know. Um, At least have him take his shirt off or something. What are we supposed to get out of the sneak peek? I don't know. I don't know. It's quite the tease. Not enough. It's a teaser trailer. It is a teaser. (laughs) I was very excited to watch it. And then I was just kind of like, oh, there's no action. There's no gore. There's barely any Dan Stevens. What's the point, Dave Franco? What are you doing here? I was like waiting for it to kick in. Yeah. Isn't Dave Franco like with Allison Brie? Are they like, oh, I don't know. Together? I don't keep up on people dating other people. I have an, I don't know. Oh, okay. I might have made that up. It's possible I made that up. That'd be neat. Yeah, don't take my word. (laughs) Um, So, oh, they're married. Oh, okay. I was right. I Googled it. Yes. I knew they were together or something. I didn't know. I was guessing. Um, I had no, I literally had no idea. She's stunning, by the way. Like, she is so amazingly beautiful, and I I don't want to follow her on Instagram anymore because it's upsetting how amazing she is. <laughs> She's a total babe. She's a total babe. And she has, like, all these, like, videos of herself doing, like, pull-ups when she's yeah. training um, for the wrestling show she's on uh, on Netflix. So, yeah. Anyway. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is a mess. I'm sorry, guys. Guys, we don't know what day it is. We. I'm not going to edit no... it either. It's just going to stay. No, a mess. you shouldn't. It's just like us. This is us. This is us. James Peter Fox. We're a mess. Five times. <laughs> five times oh over. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll see it. Obviously, one hundred percent. Of course, we're going to see it. We don't need a teaser. But no. this is just a weird teaser. It is a weird teaser. It doesn't make me it's think this movie's going to be good. Especially for how, like, it's not coming out till July. Like, this is not what I want that, like, like, this doesn't make me hungry for more, except for that, like, I'm hungry for more Dan Stevens. All the time. Yeah. Hungry so, like the wolf. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will see this movie, obviously. Yeah. But this didn't do anything for no, me other than no. say this Hi, didn't get me more excited other than the yeah. fact that i knew i would get to see more dan stevens in july you know correct yes so we have dan stevens in july and we have uh twilight in august so really so oh much God. to look forward to it's gonna be a great summer what are we gonna do in june you need something to look forward to summer. in june i know yeah um i'll think of something okay <laughs> Who knows? Just drink all of June. June will be exactly. <laughs> we'll just be wasted, as opposed to what we've been doing, which is uh, exactly the same thing. <laughs> oh my true. gosh! Okay, what's happening? Let's start. Let's start, okay. Carly. I'm ready to jump in here. Yes, let's do this. With uh, we're going to kick off today with Deadly Friend from 1986. James Peter Cox or Fox, <laughs> aka writes, Hey ladies, it's James Peter Cox. I'm a regular listener of your podcast since episode two. It's pretty good. Very good. Wait. Thank you. Why not episode one? (laughs) He missed it. (laughs) Never good enough for her. Did not feel compelled to go back to one. (laughs) I think that's interesting. Although I am, I totally get like usually 
first episodes are garbage, but like all our episodes are garbage. So I don't think one is one is probably better than the others because we're definitely trying harder. (laughs) I'm assuming that maybe that's like when he jumped in. Oh, okay. Like he missed the first one, but he yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, I found them, so now I'm on episode two. Got it. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, we can go with that. What feels right? Okay, (laughs) no idea. Uh, anyway, so he is a regular, I'm a regular listener of your podcast since episode two, and I'm here today to give you a couple of ideas for listener request month. Choice one, Sam Raimi Crime Wave from 1985. Choice two, Wes Craven's Deadly Friend from 1986. Thank you, smiley face. Yeah, so Crime Wave also looks amazing, but I figured we can wait until 80s were weird month to do that one. This would also have been a great 80s or weird Honestly, movie. yes. We have a lot of really good 80s requests, and it's it's tricky because I want to do them all, but I also want to save some for listener request months to come because there's only so many 80s movies, you guys. We're going to run out someday. Someday it's going to happen. We're going to have to move into the 90s were weird because they also oh were very weird. They were super weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so Deadly Friend was directed by Wes Craven, written by Bruce Joel Rubin, who also did Ghost, Jacob's Ladder, and Deep Impact. It was also based on the novel by Diana Henstel. The IMDb summary is, after his friend is killed by her abusive father, the new kid in town attempts to save her by implanting robotic microchips into her brain. I mean, that's a very <sighs> accurate IMDb summary. It's better than the other one that we just read. You think surely that IMDb summary cannot be right because it's so wild. But no, it's exactly right. And this movie is very wild. So have have you seen this movie before? Never. No, I don't even think I've heard of it. We're definitely doing some Wes Craven B-sides today. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) B-side hits. Did you know that like the the premise at all? I mean, I read the IMDb summary when we chose between Crime Wave and Deadly Friend. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so I did not. Okay. Um, so I just saw the name and I was like, haha, that's funny. And then uh, <laughs> when I went to go watch it, when you search for it on Apple TV, it like kind of gives you a little snippet. Mm-hmm. And I saw the robot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, the robot is adorable. <laughs> His name is BB. I was like, I really thought that the robot was going to be the deadly friend. Oh, okay. Nope. No. Christy well, Swanson was I mean, the deadly kind friend. kind of. A little bit. Oh, I guess. Yeah, but not in robot form. Not in robot form. Not in BB form. Now, do you think this is the first BB and BB-8 it comes I after? I was hoping the entire time that I was watching this. I was like, please let that weird, spherical, adorable robot droid's voice... <laughs> Be inspired by this little murderific I mean, robot. it's not completely dissimilar. Do you think someone no. who made a BB-8 watched Deadly Friend and was like, I like Deadly Friend. I'm going to come up with something similar for Star Wars. I am 100% certain really? that J.J. Abrams has seen Deadly oh, 100% Friend. Oh, 100% he has. And it would not, I would not put it past him. We should ask him. We should. Is there a way we can ask him and he will answer? Who has a contact for... <laughs> J.J. Abrams. We can just all tweet at him at the same mm-hmm. time, and maybe he'll listen mm-hmm. to one of us. We'll get Deadly Friend trending on Twitter. Although I will say, even if I was super famous, if I did something like that, I'd probably be waiting for someone to notice. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. maybe he'll want to respond. I think 
that 100% BB-8 is made because of BB and Deadly Friend. I, which makes the murder so much sadder. (laughs) (laughs) So, in case this makes no sense to you, which it probably doesn't, because again, I mean, the drinking is just, it's happening, you guys. Just keeping up with us. (laughs) I mean, people seem to like last week's episode, and I was not doing well. So you we're doing 10 out of 10. So I'm guessing this week will be just as good. Um, no, but this robot, the second I saw this robot, I was in this robot. Oh, same is amazing. I want a BB robot because this robot protects you. He's lovable. He's friendly. He will fight for you. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's I love when amazing. he like goes to charge himself, he like throws the couch or like whatever. Yeah. It was something really heavy, just yeah. threw it across the room. Sure. He doesn't have time Super for this strange. couch. He needs to charge himself. Exactly. Into the outlet in the wall. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So our main character, his name is Paul. Yes. Paul. And he is super smart. Super mm-hmm. smart teenager who's like getting his master's or his doctorate or something. He's not in high in school. College, he yeah. is in college. Advanced college, not like grad school. He's like either in grad school or getting his doctorate. Right. He's like assisting, but like his main project is like he has a, a an actual doctor like assisting him on yeah we have like. we have the impression that he's even smarter than the professor like paul yeah. is very smart he understands brains and robots better than anybody <laughs> yes he both does. brains and robots and robots so but he's a friendly guy you know he's not like creepy reanimator kind of thing he's like a super nice good-hearted guy and he makes friends with people, the kids in the neighborhood. And we get Christy Swanson. This is her first feature-length film. Oh, Christy Swanson. Oh, Christy. Oh, OG Buffy. OG Buffy. Super cute. Wonderful. Wait. She really is adorable in this movie. Yes. She really is. Um, at least in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> right. Um, but her father is a total dick. Horrible Fuck man. Him. Horrible, horrible. Like, there's man. no redemption for this character. No. Like, he's just shit yes. from front to back. So she's abused by her father. Uh, everyone knows it. No one does anything about it. Right? Uh, Paul's mom ha- kind of tries a little bit to be like, hey, Christy Swanson, maybe don't. Do you want me to, like, call someone? Like, and Christy Swanson, like, he's my dad. I gotta love him anyway. And it's like, mm, no, you don't. You don't have to love him anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of that. But I think Paul's mom really should have done more in that situation. Like, there's definitely a scene where she kind of blames herself when Christy dies. And, yeah, she should because it's 100% her she fault. She didn't do anything. It's 100% her fault. Like, she knew yeah. she was getting abused and beaten and she did nothing. She called no one. So nope, she sent her home. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, no. You, that's awful. I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a very 80s thing. I feel like if this happened in a Today movie, like most parents are going to call. Like Paul's mom written Today would have definitely called someone, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. I would hope we're educated enough at this point. 
that you don't send a child home to an abusive parent. Yikes. Yikes. So anyway, Christy Swanson dies after... uh, By the way, we have like this lovely beginning. I love the beginning of this movie with the friends and the robot and they're having a good time. I love this. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's so cute. It's so much fun to watch. This robot's amazing. The friends are really sweet to each other. It's great to watch. Great writing. Fun acting. For the most part, pretty good. There is one scene where they're playing basketball that's particularly hilarious because Paul does not know how to (laughs) dribble a basketball. No, No, Paul's having a tough time. It's so uncomfortable watching Paul try to play basketball, which I guess fits (laughs) because he's supposed to be kind of an egghead, right? He's a brain genius. He's a brain robot genius. He doesn't know how to dribble. No, he doesn't. But he built this robot from scratch and he's basically trying to figure out how to, he kind of reanimates a corpse a little bit. But not like oh, yeah. in a reanimator kind of way, like he can just make like the legs twitch or whatever. Right. So, you know, that happens and the the robot gets killed in a very unfortunate shooting. The lady shooting from the accident. Goonies kills him. The lady from the Goonies shoots him in the in the face. In the arm and then the face. And so rude. It was awful. It broke Paul's heart. And then fairly soon after that, Christy gets it. Yeah, it felt like the same night. It might have been like a couple days later. It was, <laughs> I don't know. It was in quick su- succession. Yeah. Um, super bummer. So Paul is just heartbroken because he and Christy like shared a kiss and they were really getting along well. And he takes it upon himself to take BB's microchip and implant it in Christy's brain in a very weird heist situation (laughs) it was so weird just thinking of him put her body into a laundry bag like so weird it's very strange and from this point on the movie really goes downhill (laughs) it gets wacky it gets like all that although the basketball scene is pretty fantastic it's bonkers it Like, I don't even know. Like, look, I I feel like reading the trivia for this movie has really helped me to wrap my brain around the ending and the the middle of this movie. But I will say, like, this movie had my attention from beginning to end. Like, I could not. Oh, I was in. I was 100% in from beginning to end. This movie keeps going. It's interesting. It's funny. And it's fucking weird. I had the best time. I had a this really movie. good. This is a rewatch for me. This is a, I want to own it. I want it in. Same. I want it in my library kind of movie. But it's and I was alone. Weird. Like obviously I was alone because we're all alone. Well, <laughs> we're mostly all <laughs> we're alone. All, we're all in. Quarantine. We're all alone. And but like God I didn't like. Dead. I was sometimes Sorry. I'll like have people watch it with me while I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. But this one I was like oh, I just want to you know I'm just gonna watch this and I was just having the best time. Yeah. With this movie. I know, the I best. texted you when I was watching it, like, oh my god, you're going to love this so much. Oh, and I did. You did. I really did. So, let's talk about some of the crazy stuff that happens. So, Yes, please. The evil woman that kills BB, the robot, because she doesn't want anyone on her property, and the robot went on her property, shoots him. So, like, this woman, I, I should back up. After Christy gets the chip implanted in her brain, she has some of BB's like defensive qualities. And when BB was before BB got shot, he was kind of showing some 
violent tendencies because BB is learning as he goes and he's very defensive of his friends. So he was starting to get a little bit more violent, a little acting a little weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of starting to think for himself a little bit. Yeah, which he was supposed to. I mean, he was supposed to be like a learning robot, you know, changing as he goes. And it seemed like Paul was noticing this was happening, was probably going to do something about it, but didn't get to that point. Right. So when Bibi's chip was implanted in Christy's brain, she took on some of those killer tendencies and, of course, wanted to kill her father, which she should have wanted to do without a chip in her brain. But she's kind of like a robot and a human. And I don't know how to describe her motion after she has this chip in her brain. Because did you notice her hands? Yeah, she did the three. She had the three prong hand situation. So she had her hands were like robot claws. Like think of Rosie from the Jetsons. How she has like. Think of Yoda hands or Yoda hands. That she was had Yoda two. hands, but like it's like her two pointer, her pointer finger and her middle finger were together, and then the rest of her fingers were down below, and she walked around like that, <laughs> which looked ridiculous. She's also supposed to kind of look like a zombie, but she had like just really nice eye blue eye makeup. <laughs> she did. It was like lightly dusted. It's like maybe she hadn't slept for a couple days, but it but was like, like blue. Like it was yeah, like. I don't know what they were going for with this makeup. She looks amazing. <laughs> she looked, I mean, she was a little pale. She liked, looked like a vampire from Twilight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Like blue, but with blue eyeshadow, blue eye makeup And her on. hair was fabulous. Her hair was fabulous. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they were supposed to be going for zombie or robot. I feel like this was what they came up with. It's very strange. But yeah, she's also super strong somehow, and I don't know how that works. How is she so strong? I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah, because, I mean, her muscles are still her muscles. If anything, they've atrophied because she died. Right, she shouldn't be as strong. She should be less strong than she used to be. But instead, she's got this superhuman strength. She can, like, lift people with one hand and throw them. She threw a basketball at evil neighbor lady Elvira's head and it exploded. Exploded. It was my favorite scene. I watched it like three times. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. Especially because the last thing that she says is something like you little shits or something like that. Damn you shits or something like that. Like it was like the weirdest, funniest thing. And my notebook in that moment is so all, like, nice writing, whatever. And then all of a sudden, just like, what? What? Basketball. (laughs) Head explodes. Body stumbles around. Yes. Falls into lamp. Done. I I literally, like, it's so much bigger than all my other writing. (laughs) Because it's a perfect, like, image of what my brain was doing in that moment. What the fuck? so funny. So, originally... She was just going to, like, tear Elvira in half. Um, but they. Well, did I'm this. really happy that they went this direction. I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm stoked. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but this... It doesn't make sense logistically, no, but this is the, the 80s. The whole beginning of this movie is so good. It mm-hmm. just... It's weird to watch a movie jump the shark in the first movie. Like... <laughs> like... <laughs> 
That's basically what it feels like. Feels like, you know, maybe in a series, like you get to the third or fourth movie, you're jumping the shark to make it more exciting. But like, you don't do it in the first feature. Like, it's just weird. It gets so weird all of a sudden. I don't understand because the whole beginning of this movie is so cohesive and really good and makes sense. It's true. It definitely kind of goes off the deep end. But again, I was for it. I mean, it's fun to watch for sure. It's super fun to watch. But it's a little bit disappointing because the movie was pretty good up until that point. Also, Paul has a Freddy dream. This movie gave me very Nightmare on Elm Street vibes for certain parts of it. Yeah. There's like a whole like Freddy dream almost sequence when Paul is sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm. And they fall on the bed. Yes. Which, by the way, it comes back in the next movie, too. But, oh, my I God, know. we'll get there. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait a minute. Am I thinking of this no, movie or am I thinking of that movie? movie? But it isn't. It's in both movies. Yeah. In both movies, there's dream shit. More so in the other one than this one. Dream shit. But I definitely wrote robot zombies are way sexier than re- regular zombies. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Also, Sam says BB in BB's voice all the time. Not sure why her voice would sound the same as a robot. You know, it makes, that makes, it makes no sense. The logistics <laughs> of it aren't there. They did not think through what would happen to Christy as a, as a robot zombie. Like, I just, the, the strength thing, I can't get past it. I can't. I don't get how she's so strong. I don't either. Because she has a robot brain. But a robot brain wouldn't make you stronger. No. It doesn't make any sense. All right. It's fine. So, yeah, there's just... And then the ending is the fucking worst ending of all... I agree. Of all movies. (laughs) But that is not Wes Craven's fault because apparently uh, the... One of the producers... um, Let me see. Let me find my note. Uh, Mark Canton, uh, who was basically the head of the studio at the time, had this idea for this ending and basically insisted that this was the ending of the movie. Uh, so that's his fault. And you can't really say no to the head of the, the head of the studio, right? No. So you you can't. So that's, you just gotta do that's it. the ending we got. And there's a couple things like that. Like Wes Craven really wanted this to be more of a thriller. He wanted it to be more um, based on the adults being the villains. Um, He didn't want it to be so much of a horror movie, but everyone was really pushing for a horror movie because of Nightmare on Elm Street. So Mm. they definitely went back and like reshot some gory scenes uh, and made it more gory. Hence the basketball in the head scene and the dad dying scene. Um, And probably the dream scene came after that, too. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I would have liked That's to see what Wes Craven's original idea for this movie would look like. Same. I'd like to see the director's cut. Because I feel like that's what the beginning of this movie is. Yeah. And the beginning is like legit good. Like yes. it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, and then it just gets wacky. And I want to know about this novel because holy shit, Diana Henstall wrote a novel on this. And now I need to read it. <laughs> I'd read it. 100%. Such second book club movie. Ooh, that's a, a good book. one. Book club book. <laughs> so BB was a real robot, and he cost over twenty thousand dollars to build. I want to know where BB is now. 
I want to know where BB is now. Do we know where BB is now? I don't know where BB is now. But he could actually lift 750 pounds. Damn. This robot. I hope he still exists and I want to see him. I asked where is BB now and it just gave me a bunch of Big Brother stuff. (laughs) The show Big Brother? Yeah. Yeah. All in all, though, I fucking love this. What a great suggestion. Thank you so much. Thank you, James Peter Cox, not Fox. Not Fox. I'm just going to start calling him not Fox. There you go. And a nickname was born. Your new name is not Fox. Correct. You're welcome. Uh, I have a a similar feeling that Crime Wave was just as good. Although Crime Wave looked more like a comedy and I like Deadly Friend because I it was definitely trying to be serious. Yeah, same. Okay. Cool. I'm done. I'm done with this one, I think. Do you have any more same. to say on it? No, I am good. It's a it's a good one. I really it liked great. it. Made Thank me you. happy. Okay, let's move on to Shocker from 1989. This one was requested by Tommy B. Here's Tommy B's request. Tommy at Grendel Tech, I'm requesting Shocker because I it's one of my favorite Wes Craven movies. That's not Betty Krueger. Hi. Uh, it's written and directed by Wes Craven. The IMDb summary is, After being sent to the electric chair, a serial killer uses electricity to come back from the dead and carry out his vengeance on the football player who turned him into the police. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is another movie I'd never seen before. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, this was requested by Tommy B. I love Tommy B's request, by the way. Super just short and sweet. This is Tommy. This is what I want. Just watch it. <laughs> Done. Done. Short and sweet. This movie, not short and sweet. This movie is very complicated. It keeps going. It, it's a very long movie. This could have it really keeps going. This could have done with a little editing. It's a, I think so too. It's a little too complicated. Um I like the characters, but I'm not quite sure who they are. Like I I like Jonathan. I like Don. I don't know who Don is. Don is his adopted father. Yes. He's adopted. Correct. But I thought he had a foster family. Like I thought he was being fostered by that family that died. Right, Don. That was Don's family. Okay, so it wasn't his that was dad? His, his, it was his foster dad, right? Not his adopted dad, right? The okay. dad murdered something. The dad was a murderer when he was little, or something like that. Right. Well, his dad is the killer. Right. His dad is Horace Pinker. Correct. Who I? He is so tan in this movie. <laughs> I was is like, that is that who I think it is? No, no, but like I like I had to IMDB uh what's his name? Horace. He's in like everything. Yeah, the, the actor that plays Horace. Oh, I don't know. He's in everything. He's in everything? Well, you know. I didn't recognize that, like, him. The X-Files. Okay. Um he was in like Basic Instinct. Okay. He's in, in American Horror Story. Sure. He's in Transformers. Got like it. he's in so much stuff, but like, and it looks like him. Yeah. But. But he's tan, and that upsets you. 
it doesn't upset oh. me. It, she just look. He's maybe it's just that he's so much younger. He was in Polaroid. He was the sheriff from Polaroid. Oh, okay. That movie. So like you've seen garbage. him in a million things sure. before, but he looks so different in this. Okay. He like is young. Is, I don't know. Young. Yeah, maybe it's young, and he's like bulked up a he's little bit, bulk- and also beefy. very tan. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what I think of this movie. It's too long. I know that it's way too long. I, I agree. Don't know why there's so many Nightmare on Elm Street things. Like I, a million. I don't know why we have this dream thing. I don't like the dream thing. I don't think it works here. It really feels like Wes Craven is stealing from himself, which it totally does. It, it feels, feels like he wrong. was like testing ideas that he was then going to later put in nightmare movies. But this maybe and this but this happened after Nightmare and this movie came out around the same time. I think he was doing this movie and Nightmare on Elm Street 3 around the same time. Because, like, all the TV stuff made me think of the one with the Nintendo. Yeah. It's it's not, it's, I the dream stuff does not work for me. And if it was anyone else making it, you would be like, mm, you watch too much Nightmare on Elm Street and this doesn't work. Yeah, but then it's like but, Wes Craven. But then it's like he <laughs> made it. So I don't know how you, like, blame him for stealing from himself. Like, I definitely said that to Tony. I'm like, ugh. It's just, it's too much like Nightmare on Elm Street. Do something different. Why are you doing mm-hmm. the same thing? Like, I don't understand. And there were all these, like, weird ghost moments. Yeah, Chick did the Care Bear stare <laughs> at the end. And I, like, started laughing. This isn't my favorite. And the TV jumping thing. I, I mean, it was definitely entertaining, but it just kept going and going. And I feel like some editing would have worked well with this. I was honestly in it until he gets electrocuted like i was okay with a yeah Yeah. and then when he was getting electrocuted i was like oh is i was like that was a fast movie and then i was like oh my god there's like an hour and 20 minutes left yeah he's like and then that's how i felt well and he's like what a witch like they definitely don't develop that at all no he knows how to do witchcraft so it's like child's play a little bit so that yeah, it's like when he dies, he doesn't movie? die. Is it Darkness Falls where like the person keeps like jumping from body no, to that's body? Fallen. Oh, okay, yes, that one. Time that's what it reminded me of. Is on my side. Yes, it is. You know, sing it to me. Fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely thought of Fallen. I was like, if this this movie is if Fallen and Nightmare on Elm Street had a baby, which sounds fine, but it doesn't. I don't know. I get why Tommy B likes it. I can't get over the supernatural mishmash that does not work in this movie. It's just, it's it, there's too much. There's too many things. I think that you're right. I think that the script could have done with some editing before we started shooting. Yeah. So it would have made it a little bit more cohesive. It needs to be more cohesive. This is like, there's yes. witchcraft. There's like this weird techie thing where they could jump through TVs. There's this like, weird like passing from one person to another and you don't really Mm -hmm. i don't really understand the rules and i don't know how jonathan our main character understands the rules other than he has this weird dream connection with his father it just it's 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 way too complicated like to make it work they just added it's like if this 
for every answer to every question in this movie, the answer is something supernatural. Like, instead of, like, making up actual reasons, like, oh, this part of the story doesn't really work. Okay, well, he has a supernatural ability to do this. And that answers that question. Right. And they answer that question, like, 17 times the same way. So, it's just like, oh, and his girlfriend turned into a ghost somehow. Don't know how. It's fine. Don't worry. Just go with it. (laughs) The girlfriend reminded me so much of Samara Weaving. A little bit, yeah. Oh, and the uh, oh, and uh, how do we stop him? Oh, there's a necklace that he gives his girlfriend that somehow has um, also has supernatural powers. Yeah, it's like everything. Every answer to why is oh something something supernatural. (laughs) And it's like, but how supernatural? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) boom! Question answered. Don't ask any more questions. (laughs) I know. How do you stop him? Magic necklace. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate that trope in movies. I'm so over it. How do you stop someone? Magic necklace? Oh, okay. That works. I love that scene. It makes me think of the scene from Thank You for Smoking, where they're talking about the space movie, and they're like, well, wait a minute. If you're smoking in space, like it would just ignite the oxygen. And he's like, well, that's why you add in the line that's like, thank God we, enter- we invented the whatever, whatever, so now we can smoke in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like, that's, that's really that's what, what it is, is. but it's not yeah, but it's not thought like. through enough it's not thought through enough and it doesn't come back most of the time and it's never none of the questions are ever really answered it's just like oh no. this person has this supernatural ability and then this supernatural ability and then this supernatural thing exists and then witchcraft and then ghosts what this is supposed to no, be a I movie can't. about a serial killer <laughs> it works really well as a movie about a serial killer yeah, no, it does. It's so it good. It should have just That's why the stayed a movie. So it, it should have just stayed a movie about a serial killer. Once I agree. The actual shocker part comes into play, like an hour into the movie. I'm I'm kind of over it. What was Same. the movie we did last year? It's like um a '90s movie about a serial killer that's like into mutilating his victims with like piercings and stuff. Yeah. Uh. The the was it? <sighs> What's it called? Snyder. Uh, uh, yeah. Strangeland. Yes. Uh, this ki- movie kind of reminded me of Strangeland a little bit. I can see that. At least the beginning did. I thought that we had a very evil, creepy villain. Yeah. I really liked the Horace villain. Same. I wanted more of that dynamic. Once he becomes this weird shocker ghost guy that can move from person to person, I'm actually less interested. But Same. I think this must be where Fallen came from. Because this movie is very, because I think Fallen was a similar thing. It was a serial killer who mm-hmm. was killed and then somehow he was able to pass. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Fallen, but I'm pretty sure it's a very similar plot. Um, but done better than this, honestly. It's, it's just too much. I, I appreciate it as an 80s film and I'm definitely entertained by it. But I I expect better writing and more cohesiveness from Wes Craven, to be honest. And I, was ex- I agree. I was expecting to see more trivia similar to Deadly Friend that was like, oh, you know, they made him do this and the, you know, I don't know. The producers made him do this and they they didn't want to release the movie unless he reshot these scenes this way or but I didn't read anything like that. Not to say it doesn't exist, but I didn't find anything on it, which was a little bit disappointing because I was really hoping to have more. The only thing I could think of that affected it is Nightmare on Elm Street 3. 
he's putting more of his attention on that. I don't. I could see that. I don't know. I, I'm just making excuses, honestly. Though I'm like, I mean, sure, yeah, let's go with that. Not all, <laughs> not all of Wes Craven's movies have to be winners, but obviously, this movie definitely has a following. I've definitely heard of it before, um, and Tommy B loves it, so that's definitely saying something. I re- I did enjoy like the first hour of it, like I said, um, and then I agree. Like once the the shocking happens. <laughs> Um, it definitely feels like it, it felt like to me, like it was just kind of like a test for all these different ideas that they like he wanted to play with or something like that. And it, I feel like a lot of these things found their way into, uh, the nightmare movies. So I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the thing ones. is this came up, this came after though, right? Let me see. When did Not the first one, but like definitely, I don't know. Did the Nintendo one come after this yeah, but, or before this Yeah, one? but he didn't do nightmare four. Oh, you're right. He you're did right, nightmare right. three. Um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I got nothing. <laughs> trying to trying to justify it's not happening. I I will say Wes Craven has a way to write um characters. I I like his characters. I think they're usually very he he writes likable characters. Yes. Um. Absolutely. Very easily, it seems. I I can't think of any Wes Craven movies that didn't have. Well, maybe Last House on the Left, but most Wes Craven movies have likable <laughs> characters. I agree. Um. And Jonathan's very likable. Jonathan's his- super likable. Rhino is my favorite character, mm-hmm. which is awful name, by the way. Can we not? I mean, I guess they're basketball players, so Rhino is a good like nickname. Like nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Allison is a lovely girl. Like She's everyone super is sweet, and they have a really cute relationship. Yeah, I think the character development and the character interactions are really enjoyable in this movie. Same. Both movies, actually, I think the character development's really good. I just, uh, yeah, the, the 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 story just gets a little too cray, a little bit. It they're like, let's you know what's crazy? <laughs> this, let's do it. And then they climb a satellite and beam his soul out into all the electronics across the city. Done. <laughs> and it's like, both of these movies have chase scenes, and I'm not... They're the least exciting chase scenes I've ever seen. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I love I love when Don, like, touches something electricity, and he's like, what's with all the electricity in this house? <laughs> The serial killer in the electrical sockets. Uh, I'll take him, put him in my car. He's going to get murdered. I don't know. This is fine. It's fine. I I can't make sense of it. So maybe if you can just enjoy it, trying to not make sense of it, it works. Oh, we do. This would be a fun movie to watch with like a group of people. How did you feel about the killer chair? The killer massage chair. I was so excited when it happened because I was like, oh, my God, we can talk about killer couch. Kill, it's, Is that what the movie's called? It's what it's called, even though it's about a killer chair. It's it's an, a killer lazy boy. It's a, kill, <laughs> it's a killer massage chair that turns into killer couch. And the eyes yeah. appear. And he has eyeballs. Oh, my God. It cracked me up. That was I was like, oh, my God. This movie yet again <laughs> jumps the shark in its own movie. Like, yeah. just stay with what you got. You have such a good idea in beginning, and then why? Why does it go here? Just gets crazy. So, I mean, there's that. 
lots of bullets and guns too. Like, don't worry, this gun never runs out of bullets. Just keep shooting it. It's fine. Just lots of things like that. I I I didn't like this one. I enjoyed Deadly Friend more than this one. I did too. We did have a Heather Langenkamp camp cameo. cameo. Yeah, Alice Cooper too. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know. They jump out of a TV and no one's confused. No one. Um, no one's confused. They're like, oh, no of one course. An eye. He shoots into his living room. Did I just see you on TV? Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Is that real? Cool. It's fine. We're fine with I'm it. Happy, I'm happy I saw it because I'd never seen it before. I'm happy I saw it too and I'm happy it exists. And I would watch it again. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to turn your brain off it, and go with it. It's pretty bonkers. It's a pretty bonkers movie. But thank you. Thank you, Tommy B. I'm glad we watched it. Thank you for requesting. Same-sies. Thanks, Tommy. Boop, boop. Oh, my God. Okay. What's up? So, let's move on. Let's do it. How are you doing over there? Working hard? I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. You need Excited a Excited for this three-day weekend. Yeah, three-day weekend. I think, we, I think we could all use an extra day, right? Just to fucking yes. process. Yes. I will say, I've been watching... Uh, I've been catching up on Riverdale. Oh, yeah? I'm in the third season. I don't know if you've watched this show at all. Uh, no. Um, uh, I watched the first few episodes and that's it. I really liked the first season. I feel like the second season was not. And then I started watching the third season when it was live, but I'm not good at keeping up with checking back on the app. Sure, you know? sure. So now that season three and four are on Netflix, I started watching them again. And... Guess who hmm. is on season three? What? Who? Um, oh, fuck. I forgot his like real name. <laughs> Tristan from Gilmore Girls. No! Yes. Tristan. Ugh. He plays this like cult leader. Okay. And okay, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, which <laughs> we are. Okay. I'm going to be. I know that this guy, this actor, whose name I can't remember, mm-hmm. and I feel bad for not being able to remember it, was like a heartthrob when we were younger, right? Yeah, he was. I never personally thought he was attractive. Sure. He's real hot now. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has grown into his older man look. It's Chad Michael Murray, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it was a three-parter. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he is... He's doing well. Yeah. He look he's looking good. He's Just looking FYI, good these days. In case anybody was wondering, <laughs> I doubt, you know. Does he play a dad or something? No, he plays a cult leader. Oh, a cult leader. Okay. Yeah. That works. Well, I, I can and see him great. doing that. And it seems he's real good. Yeah. It seems like his wheelhouse. Yeah. Handsome, charming, and awful. It's so funny. In the um in the episode that I just watched, uh Betty asks she thinks that he's like someone and thinks that he's gonna have like tattoos on his back so she like makes him take off his shirt and he takes off his shirt and he's like ripped yeah <laughs> and then he's like are you satisfied <laughs> I was like I think everybody's a little satisfied <laughs> I have not and then I was like I'm gonna talk about this on, on the podcast oh that God. was the moment where I was like I gotta bring up Tristan Growing into his looks. There you go. 
Um, I haven't been watching a lot. I did watch Vivarium. Um, oh, I haven't seen that. It was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know if you'll like it. Um, I- I'd like to think we'd do an episode on it someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I watched that fairly recently. But I haven't been watching much. Still watching a little bit of Gossip Girl here and there. Um, Tony and I have been watching Cheers at night. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I like Cheers. Uh, that's a good happy happy nighttime show. Um, and then I've been playing a lot. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me, Carly. But I've been playing a lot on... Of course you have. Yeah. On <laughs> What? I said, of course you have. I just Animal Crossing. Animal guys. Crossing. Just She's been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Which is, Guess who hasn't been playing a lot I'm of Animal sorry, Crossing? I'm sorry, Carly. I got a Nintendo Switch on Facebook Marketplace thanks to a listener's suggestion. I found one. You just need to keep up on it. Thanks for having my back, listeners. I don't know who, who told you about it. I've been trying to help you find one. I know. It's not my fault you live in LA. There was actually a bundle. There was a bundle release the other day, yeah. but it was like $500. It was still $500. I, was like, I know. I saw it too. And I was like, I'm not even like, going to bring that up. If I'm spending $500, I'm like going on eBay and getting the legit like Animal Crossing sure. version of it. 100%. And that's what I will spend $500 Let on. Let me tell you, once you have this, we're going to have so much fun playing together because you can come visit my island and I can come visit your island and we can hang out. Oh my god. I also want to mention in my Animal Crossing game, I randomly got a gift because you randomly get gifts. I randomly got a gift of a witch's hat. <gasps> oh my god. And then today I got a magically got a gift of a witch's cloak. So now I run around <gasps> looking like a little witch and I'm so excited yeah. about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is sort of related because I feel like it's witch related. Sure. But I, you know, the Citizen app? No. Okay, so there's this app, you know the Nextdoor app, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this app called Citizen that basically, um, it tells you of all the, like, weird shit that's going on in your neighborhood that, like, police are called for. Okay. So there's a lot of police helicopters that fly around, so I downloaded it because I, like, was really curious. If you're someone who is very nervous, it's not the best app for you yeah. because you don't need to know, like, of all the weird, like things that are going on in your neighborhood (laughs) but last night i got an alert Mm -hmm. that there was a report of a woman weaponizing a broomstick oh so she was like assaulting someone i guess with a broomstick oh my goodness and the comments on it were like so funny because it was all like the witches are out (laughs) is it october yet witches be crazy the witch totaled her ride and i was like oh man and someone was like need video evidence Oh, so is it? Was it you? No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't my Animal Crossing <laughs> Your animal character. Crossing broom. <laughs> my Animal Crossing character does not have a broom. She just looks like a oh, witch. Maybe that's the next gift. Yeah, I haven't gotten a broom yet. That's so. Co- I'm so jealous. So, um, I'm very excited for you to have Animal Crossing. And once you're up and running, <sighs> you let me know. We'll hang out. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch because yeah. of the anniversary. Uh, event is going on right now so that means that like all of the skins which are basically like the costumes yeah have been released across all of the different events that they have oh, that's exciting so i've been playing a lot of that that's fun yeah um also you know this but maybe our listeners don't i got a dog 
Jesus. a little puppy. That's not a puppy. He's a he's, he's a, a he's an adult boy. dog. <laughs> he's a big boy. I call all dogs puppies. He's not a puppy, but oh, he is. I do too. Very handsome. His name is Hank, and um, new member of our family. So I'm very he excited. He loves swimming. He loves swimming. He swims in our pool. He's seven, so he's an older man, but he's very happy and excitable for a seven-year-old. He has the happiest tail. He has a very happy tail. It hit me in the face yesterday, and it felt like I got punched in the face. (laughs) Good boy. (laughs) He is a a short-haired German pointer mix. Don't know what he's mixed with. It's either a pit bull or a boxer or both. He's a big boy. I could see a pity. It's either a pity or a boxer. He definitely has some like goofy boxer tendencies, which makes me mm-hmm. think he's a boxer. But uh, it could be pit because he his spots on his head are uh, brindle. So he's like, it's probably one of those two. Um, yeah. But he is. Whatever he is, he's perfect. He is a very sweet, sweet, sweet boy. And we're very happy to have him. We've only had him a week. So it's a lot. And adjusting with the kitty is a is a thing, man. It's tough. She'll love him soon. She will. But it's just, you know. In her own way. We're training them to not hate each other. So it just, it takes time. We're just being patient and keeping them separate and slowly doing our little training rituals. But um, it's, it's working out all right. It's working out all right. He's, a, I'm very excited about it. He's great. It's a great time to get a dog. It is. It's a perfect time yeah. to get a dog. It's wonderful. I'm glad it worked out. We definitely had to drive like an hour and a half to pick him up. It was like a lot of the shelters in our area are like out. Like a lot of dogs are getting adopted right now. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's hard to find a dog if you want one. Just like a switch. Yeah, <laughs> just like a switch. Everyone wants dogs and switches. <laughs> it's hard to get both. So, um, but look who did. I got both. I'm she lucky. Both. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, so we have face. Pu- Face Punch Sunday Brunch coming out again. Uh, I think by the time this airs, you'll have an episode of it. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I think. Nobody asked, but we delivered. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. I still haven't edited it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's going to happen. Um, and then what do we have going on for next week, Carly? So next week, we are going to be talking about Orphan, as requested by my cousin, Emma. Because she knows that I won't watch it otherwise. <laughs> and uh, Lake Mungo, which I'm stoked about, requested by Jeff B. Um, because I feel like this has been, we've both talked about this. Yeah. This movie has been on our watch lists forever. A long time. That one's and on Tubby just, right now. We've never taken the plunge. So yeah. So Lake Mungo's on Tubby. Or you can rent it for three ninety nine, and Orphan is uh, a- available to rent on Amazon for one ninety nine, and other places for three ninety nine. So check those out. Yeah, check them out. It'll be a fun, a fun week. Here we go. I'm excited. I'm ready to do Me this. Me too. Ready to do it. Woo! Anything else? I guess not. That's all I got. All right. Well, this was good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, and that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mm-hmm. Bye.